Welcome to the Resilient Life Hacks podcast with host Elizabeth Myers, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and Facebook. Tune in weekly to learn how to have a winning life by building a strong spirit, soul, and body. We are back for another episode of the Resilient Life Hacks podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Myers, and we are here once again to talk about winning at life by building a stronger spirit, soul, and body. And I have with me today our guest, Bonnie Werner. She is the author of a book, From Darkness into God's Light. And she is here to share her story, her testimony with us about resilience and how God helped her overcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Elizabeth. So take us back and tell us how this all started in your life. When I was a child, my mother told me that I could just bounce back from anything. And I did not become a Christian until I was 22 and a half years old. And that's been 50 years ago. So I'm 72. Mm -hmm. And I know I don't look it, but God is good. And I have written my story in novel form in my book, From Darkness to God's Light. It's about to be published. It's actually the story of my life from early adulthood all the way through. And it shows how God can work in a person's life. And the resilience, I think, comes from thinking God's thoughts. Mm. Because everything we are starts with how we think. Yeah. God said, think on these things, whatever is good, whatever is beautiful, whatever is lovely and pure and of good repute and all that. I don't Mm -hmm. have it memorized, but I know the idea. And I don't focus on the negative. If something is going wrong, I will look to find something good in it. Mm -hmm. And that is, I think, key to bouncing back. Because Mm -hmm. every day is a new day. Yes, definitely. I I think how we think about things drives a lot. I like how you worded that, to think God's thoughts about it. Mm -hmm. So what was the circumstance in your life that that led you to come from the darkness into God's light? Oh, golly. I had grown up in a dead church with (laughs) no Holy Spirit. We just had a religion and it did not have the power to help me overcome a serious addiction I'd gotten into. Mm. I am a fun loving person and I wanted to have fun. And that just led me into addiction. Mm. Jesus said, that whoever gives himself to a sin becomes the slave of that sin. And that's what we call addiction. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't get out of it. And I thought I invented the term, a downward spiral. (laughs) I tried to do better. I just was worse Mm -hmm. until I ended up back at the hub of the wheel, back at my mother's house. And I could take off in any direction I wanted to. And I didn't know where, what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So that's when God showed up. And he showed me that Jesus took my place on the cross. And that's how much he loved me. And that just broke my heart because I knew I'd be breaking his heart Mm -hmm. with this lifestyle I was living. And that's when I gave my life to God because I didn't know how to live it. So I gave it to him. And that day changed everything. Nothing around me changed, but I got new eyes to see the unseen Mm -hmm. and new power and new choices and 
that day changed everything for me and my life turned but i still had i was just a newborn baby and i still yeah. had a long way to go mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's all detailed in my book yeah so was it a, a person or a situation that spoke how did you realize who jesus was Oh, I grew up knowing who Jesus was. I just wasn't taught what he'd done for us. Ah, okay. So nobody came up to me and said, you have to accept Jesus as your savior or anything Mm -hmm. like that. That's not in scripture either. It was just a a new understanding of what you already knew at a deeper level. Is that what you're teaching us? The church I grew up in teaches the truth about Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm but they deny what he's accomplished for Mm. us on the cross. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I had been looking for the truth. Mm -hmm. I knew something had to be absolute truth. That's never false with a capital T. And I think God honored that because Jesus is truth. And he allowed me to go through so much on that downward spiral to show me that I couldn't do it myself. Yep. And he did it for me. Mm-hmm. I, there was nothing I could do for myself. He did it all. And he showed me Jesus on the cross. I had previously read in a Life magazine, the cover story was this group of teenagers who weren't burning their campuses back in the 60s. <laughs> they were smiling and singing and riding on each other's shoulders. And they were so unusual, they got the cover story. And so I read the article and one of the teenagers was quoted as saying, all you need is Jesus. Hmm. And when I read that, it was too easy. I set it down and went back to work. And that day, that was a Saturday, and I got to thinking, What am I going to do with my life? And have I ever been happy? What would make me happy? Have I ever been happy? Back when I was in high school, I had a strong religion. And at least I was contented. Mm -hmm. It didn't have the power to help me. So I knew it wasn't religion. Mm -hmm. But maybe God had something to do with it. And that's when God showed up. And he showed me Jesus on the cross. And I knew Mm -hmm. he took my place because I deserve it. He doesn't. And that's how much God loved me. And his love just overwhelmed me. And sometimes I think he allows us to get to that desperate place so that we're ready to receive what he has for us. Because I can imagine without our own individual downward spirals, it's harder to realize what he's done for what he saved us from. If we haven't experienced that. That's when I met the man that I would marry. Mm-hmm. that I was married to for 30 years and everything just went from there. Mm-hmm. And we moved to Florida from St. Louis and that's where he became a Christian mm-hmm. and his life turned around so much. He influenced other people who knew him down there. Mm-hmm. And they became Christians, and that's in the book. Mm-hmm. And But then he had this big three, his mouth and his beer 
and his cigarettes. <laughs> and he got rid of all three of those that first week. Really? And so then he looks at me and says, why don't you clean up this house? It's a mess. You've never said anything about that before. Well, I don't want you to say anything to me about mine. So I'm yeah. done with those. Now you need to clean up too. <laughs> That's <laughs> when I got problems. <laughs> but then we went ahead and moved across the state from St. Louis to Kansas City so we could both go to Bible college. And after that, we had our kids. We had three children. I had my kids in my third. And they they grew up in a, a Christian home. We were both Christians. And we moved back to St. Louis after Florida. And that's why we moved from St. Louis to Kansas City to go to Bible College. And it's all in the book. But we I I learned how to keep house. I learned how to clean the house. And that was it took a while. <laughs> took a while. I, I tend to be a messy. Mm-hmm. And I have piles of stuff all over the place. And I've learned how to keep a clean house. So you were like cleaning up your life, literally. <laughs> not, literally. Just, not just figuratively cleaning up. <laughs> yes. But after we had our kids, after all these years of marriage, he died. We would call it a freak accident. He was in the best of health. And it was such a shock. And the kids were just growing up. They were in the upper high school or just out of high school. Mm. And I collapsed on the couch for two years. Mm. I just grieved hard. My kids were worried about me. Yeah. And they wanted me to go to some doctor I couldn't afford and get onto a bunch of drugs I didn't want to take. <laughs> That's when Celebrate Recovery came to my church. And celebrate recovery. That my, my husband dying was the one thing I didn't bounce back from. I just yeah. collapsed. Mm-hmm. And it took celebrate recovery to show me how much I depended on him and to take to take responsibility for myself. He always took care of me and now I have to take care of myself. And I didn't want to mm-hmm. do that. I wanted I wanted to be lazy. <laughs> so I had a whole new thing here. That's when I started having a regular quiet time. Always before, if I'd get up in the morning, I'd fall asleep. Or if I wanted to do it before I went to bed, my husband would be saying, wife, come to bed. (laughs) And all day was just too busy. So after he died, I knew I needed to turn to the Lord. And I knew how to study the Bible. He had been my, my theologian. So with him gone... I had to do my own studies. So I started to write. Hmm. I had all these journals from all these group Bible studies I'd had at church. And so I started writing in the journals. I figured I'd made coffee and I'd sit there with my journal and I would write so I wouldn't fall asleep. And after a while here, I'm filling up all these journals and I'm thinking, what's going to happen to all these journals when I'm gone, my kids will say, oh, mom's journals and toss them in a box somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it was all good Bible study. It was the things God was teaching me. And people need to know about this. What am I gonna Mm -hmm. do with 
Mountains. And about that time on Facebook, my niece, who was out in California and a pastry chef, said, hey, I'm blogging my recipes. Blogging? And I clicked on it and it took me right to her blog. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I thought maybe I could blog out of my journals. And so I researched blogs because I didn't know anything about them. And I found mm -hmm. a chart. I like charts. They're pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this chart had a dozen different blog platforms and all the different features of which one has what. And I tried a couple and found one I really could work with, Blogspot. Mm -hmm. So I started to blog out of my journals. But I wasn't mm -hmm. very consistent. I would get on there and get all excited and do five or six of them all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then I'd wait a week. And then I'd do three or four more. And then a few days later, I'd do five or six again. It just, I wasn't consistent at all. And after a while, I, w I thought, I looked back at my blog and I hadn't done hardly anything lately. And I thought, if I'm going to do my blog, I need to do it every day. I have my quiet time every day. What if somebody's using my blog for their quiet time? I need to put one up every day, but only one every day. Oh, I am not consistent. And I pray, I ask God, I said, God. If you want me to do this, you're going to have to give me your faithfulness because mm. I don't think I can. Mm. And I, I decided to do it. And so I started putting one up every day. And then I learned more about my blog platform. I could, I could schedule them to post whenever I wanted to. So if I got excited or if I'm going to be busy or out of town or something, I could do a several and tell it to post this tomorrow and post this the next day and the next day so I could have one up every day. And for several years, I posted one every day. Oh, I can't believe that. That just That's incredible. <laughs> that yeah. Faithfulness right there. <laughs> and then I thought I ought to write a book. I've got the, I've gone through some of these books of the Bible. I've gone through some of these concepts in the Bible. I've been through biographies in the Bible, all on my blog. And I thought, I ought to write a book. This blog is free. It's free to the world. People all over the world were reading it mm -hmm. free. And I need to make some money. So I thought, maybe I should write a book. <laughs> But so I I took one of the books that I had gone through mm -hmm. and put it into book form. And I thought, I got a book here. How am I going to publish this? And then I found the self-publishing school mm -hmm. and I investigated it and it, it looked like just what I needed. And I enrolled. <laughs> It was not cheap, <laughs> but they gave me all the help I needed. Mm -hmm. And I was able to publish that first book on 1 Corinthians back a few months ago. And I didn't really launch it. It just published. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, I named it 
why Christianity isn't working for you? Hmm. Because my religion wasn't working for me. Yeah. And so in the introduction, I wrote the whole mechanics of why God wants to save us and how he causes us mm -hmm. to be born into his family. Mm -hmm. Just the whole mechanics of the whole thing so that people can understand mm. how to be born into his family. Mm -hmm. And then 1 Corinthians is it's like a constitution for the Christian church because the church today has all the same problems they had in Corinth. Yeah. Some things don't change. Really? People don't change. And so instead of a prayer at the end, I would put questions. What do you think about? Discuss this with your group. Mm -hmm. how, how has this worked out for you? All these, you know, after each one. And it's a 40-day walk through 1 Corinthians. Mm. And now my second book is my own story. And it's, it's a, I wrote it in novel form. Who wants to read a memoir of somebody they never heard of? Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't tied to every little detail right. having to be perfect. Just right. Did you change the names or, or did you I keep it? The names and I changed around some of the things, not very mm -hmm. much. Mostly yeah. just my story. Yeah. And it's due to be published any day now. Mm. I hope. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. That That's a great idea, a way to, to share the truth of your story and your journey, you know, maybe in a way that would invite more people into it. And then also, just as from a writer standpoint, I like that. Oh, you have freedom to change the story. <laughs> That's very smart. Yes. And I started on my third book, which is a book on Second Corinthians. Oh. Which what I, since, since I didn't, since I didn't actually launch the first Corinthians book, I will launch first and second Corinthians as a set together. Yeah. Together. Yes. But that won't be for a while. I'm just writing that one. Yeah. Do you have a, a title in mind for that one yet? A working title or no, no I don't not, not there yet. Yeah. There that, yet. That's really neat. I, I have a similar, not, not exactly the same, but similar of it was my journal that turned into my book after I was grieving the loss of my son and wrestling with depression and anxiety. And it was my quiet time in the morning. And I was like three quarters of the way through the first notebook. I'm like, I think this could be a book. And then just what you said was what's in my heart too, of like other people need this. There's other people suffering and they need to learn the things that God has showed me. And I can't hoard it. I can't, it feels selfish not to write it, not to share it. I really hear your heart and all that because that's a similar experience. But I just love how God takes us from those painful times in our life, but then he uses that to help other people and how mm -hmm. there's a verse and I can't remember where it is, but it talks about, we take the comfort that he gives us and comfort other people. Yes. And I, I just give us anything for ourselves. Right. Everything he gives us is to, is to share with others, to help them. Mm -hmm. I think it's both and too. He does bless us. Yeah, we we but, are to enjoy what he gives us. Right. Yes. But not keep it to ourselves. It's not for us. Yeah. We can enjoy it, but we can we are to share it with others. Mm. And this life is a school that we're in. We're his little children while we're here in this mm. life. And we have lessons to learn and tests to take. Mm -hmm. And when we pass the test, then we can go on to the next lesson. If we don't pass the test, we have to go over the lesson again, harder. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll never be out of this 
school until we are fully redeemed with mm -hmm. our new body mm -hmm. and then we'll be grown up. Yes, that's true. And I can see so many ways that we could go to pull things out of here. I'm thinking of other people who may be listening. You could speak to people who are struggling with an addiction, people who are dealing with a crushing grief, people who feel called to do something for the Lord and maybe don't know how to go about it. Yeah, there's so I can't decide which question to ask you. <laughs> but is is there something on on your heart from any of those or, or something else that you have to just share with the people who are listening to encourage them today? Well, I think everything starts with our thinking processes. Because how we think determines our attitudes. And our attitudes give us our decisions. And the decisions and choices we make each day become our life. Yes. And if we take care of today, tomorrow will take care of itself. Mm -hmm. We need to live right now. And right now is when we are. We're not in the future yet, and the past is already gone. Mm. Right now is what we have. That's why it's called the present. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I know I when I've heard of like current event type situations where somebody responds to a desperate situation really heroically and does something and people are like amazed, like, how did you do that? And they're like, I, don't know, I just did it. And I've always I've thought about that a lot of in, doing it. they needed help. And I was yeah, there. I did right. it. <laughs> but, but in that moment, you don't have a time. There's not time to make a decision. But I think what people, how people respond in a moment like that, in the, a moment of crisis or great need, is a result of every decision they've made in their life until that point. Has made them who they are, so that then in that moment they just respond out of who they are because of the previous, just like you said, the previous things that they thought influenced their choices, influenced character and behavior. And so I don't, I'm not sure why that kind of sticks in my head a lot. But I, I think of that, even though I don't have a dramatic thing in my life going on, I. Every little decision I make, every little habit I do is making me who I am. If, if I ever do have some sort of moment like that, <laughs> how I will respond to that. So, Right. Every day is we have, Jesus said, sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. And so we just look at what can we do today? Mm -hmm. How can I help someone today? What will I read about God's word today? What will I pray about today? Will I eat today? What will I wear? All the different decisions. Where will I go today? Today is the day we have. Mm. And if we do today what we can, then tomorrow will take care of itself. Mm -hmm. And we'll have more opportunities tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And God will give light, more light to those who respond to the light they have. My, my dream actually is to vagabond the world, spreading the seed of the gospel. Mm. And that's getting more difficult by the day. Yeah, <laughs> it is for sure. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us on that. I've been so encouraged and there's so many little nuggets of truth in there of what, what you've shared from your story, from your years of walking with Jesus that are just really powerful. Can you tell the listeners where we can find out more about you? Where Give us the your website and where to find okay. your books. Okay. My blog is bonniesbiblemusings.blogspot.com. And like I say, I blog my Bible studies every day for several years. So there's like over 1,800 
entries oh, wow. on there. So there's plenty to work with. <laughs> plenty of reading material. Now I'm writing books. Yes. And my first book is on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. Just look for it. It's Yeah. I can search it up and put the link in the show notes. Okay. It's Amazon.com. Bonnie mm-hmm. Werner is me or Why Christianity Isn't Working for You is the name of the book. And if you follow the author, you'll be notified when From Darkness to God's Light will be mm. out, which I hope will be in the next few days, I hope, or, yes. or week or two. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Yes, we'll be looking forward to it. And then the second Corinthians one after that. Yes, and they will be a set. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm sorry? Then I'll write other books. Yes, definitely. It'll just keep going on. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's really been a joy and a pleasure talking to you. I just love hearing how God works differently in different circumstances, different people's life, and just sharing our stories and and sharing what we've learned is so powerful. And so thank you for your willingness to come and do that today. We appreciate it. Thank you, Elizabeth, for the opportunity to share. Mm -hmm. Yes. You have been listening to Resilient Life Hacks with host Elizabeth Myers. If you like the show and want to know more, check out elizabethmyers.me forward slash RLH podcast. If you're interested in being a guest on a future episode, just fill out the form on that webpage so we can connect. Your honest review on iTunes is a tremendous help to sharing this message of hope with more hurting souls. Don't forget to join us next week when we talk about more hacks for a resilient life. Until next time, stand strong, hold on to hope, and love others like Jesus does. Thank you.